Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast which seems to have more hosts than the Zika virus. You have found <laughs> you have found me, the biggest tiger, unfortunately with more phlegm than the famous Melbourne race course. Uh, you are in a you are in a room that is so small. Yeah, the jokes that you don't get when I'm going to stop for because this will go for two and a half hours. We're in a room so small that it's often mistaken for a the back of a scoreboard from the 1970s. The canned laughter and questions about what does that joke mean are coming from our <laughs> studio audience tonight. Uh, wet, wet, wetty, wet rooster and Sophia Lee. Hello, ladies. Converting our bumbling tries into six-point plays are the best producers a beer can buy, Mr Uncle Tim and Mr Merchandise. But like the angel aromatic fragrance, removing the stench of Miguel Sanchez, tonight we have Pat Picanti. Hello, Pat. Hello. Please welcome yourself. Oh, thanks, P-Dog. I appreciate that. <laughs> and speaking of the uh, old faithful stench of Lynx Africa <laughs> that you just can't get out of the, you can't get out of your clothes, it's the doctor. Oh, Lynx Inca was worse. <laughs> Which one was that? The one before it? No, that was the one we sprayed through a hole in a cabin. Uh, oh right. yeah, <laughs> you're right, Cam. What was the one that we? The... Links Africa was a staple, though. Yeah. What was the one that Portly threw on a campfire at a bucks once, and it eventually Ooh. exploded and put a hole through a window? Yeah. Links. I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably Africa. <laughs> uh, before we go any further with our links <laughs> musings, uh, I'd like all of our employees to know that our views are our own. So the manager from the pickle store, all brine myself. <laughs> Can know that these have uh, to do with her. <laughs> uh, let's have a beer. Thanks, Doctor, for opening those. We are a back. Bag. Yeah, we're back on the uh, Balmain's. <laughs> Bacandi was asked I not to touch it. anything, and the first thing I she's done it. is punch the microphone. Uh, I'm having one of these delicious. I'm back on the box. Back in the box. But you are Ooh. drinking the pale. You got a pale one over there, Patty. Yeah. You're not big on beers. I'm not huge on beers. I'm more of a cider person. I am more of a cider person. And so I'd be interested to know what you think. Well, you gave me the pale ale, which is good, Mm -hmm. because we discussed in the car. For a cider drinker, I don't think they do. I'm not. I'm not an aficionado. It's very unusual for a Bowman company not to be on the the sweet times. You think it's ahead of the times to be a cider? I think it's a little past. It is past, but you've got to be with it. You've got to have Mm. your finger on the pulse. You've Mm. got to have a bock. You've got to have a cider. Maybe maybe I'm not their target audience. Maybe. Maybe. Next time. I think they've peaked at four. They've got four in a box. They've got four flavours. They don't want to go any further. <laughs> uh, Picanti, what's happening for you this weekend? Um, not too much this weekend. Had drinks after work. Um, at the Pickle Factory, yeah. At the Pickle Factory and then went home and unshamefully ordered one burger from Baluka and had it delivered Uber Eats to my house and sat by myself and ate it and watched oh, an Brian early Naughty's Ma- movie. <laughs> Unshamefully. Don't yeah, shame okay, me. So, I so, was so. very oh, proud of my decision. You, yeah. And then Saturday I just went to breakfast with my roommate, CB, and then I – oh, and then my friend Alex came back from Europe Saturday night and went direct from just the to airport to my house wow. to see me. So that was great. Mm. Had a bottle and a half of wine. So Didn't go and pick him up. No, no, no. She just no. taxied it straight to my house. Okay. Yeah, but you I, didn't want to go and pick her up from the airport. Um, you made I, the poor lady pay money to come and see you after she spent. Do you, all would the you money like me to spell? I already had opened the <laughs> bottle of wine and <laughs> had started to drink it alone again. <laughs> Thank right, you for the shame. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Spent a little laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah. Remember yeah, food miles used to be a thing before Uber Eats, so now food, food miles. Food miles. Everyone's worried about how far their oh, travels yeah. from the market. But now Uber Eats just makes the miles extra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It proves it. You look at it and go, it's only a kilometre away. <laughs> <laughs> you ignore where the ingredients are from. Doctor, what happened for you this weekend? Well, I've had a busy weekend. Started on Saturday, going on a bit of a date with um, Sophia Lee. Went out <laughs> to the White Rabbit Gallery and then um, out for lunch, which is awesome. Had raw beef. The White, well, the white Rabbit Gallery has nothing to do with a beer. No. no. It's well, last time the South supporter was here, we were talking <laughs> White Rabbits, weren't we? Um, right. But... The yeah, it's an, a contemporary art gallery, and it's it's like the Sydney Manor, I, I call it. Oh, and had a great lunch, and then to yesterday finished building the barbecue in. Which yeah, was amazing. Today we put our first um, eye fillet on it, which was oh, it sums up the renovations. They're done. So it's done. That was the last piece. That's what I feel. Yeah, <laughs> it's not finished, but it's done. Uh, I also partook in the post brine beers. It yep. was, and but then I had wet, wet, wetty, wet rooster's thirtieth birthday. Was it? <laughs> oh, she keeps pretending she's not that old. And uh, and then that was fine. And then I didn't really do anything. Oh no, I went to the flower show, the David Jones flower show they've got on at the moment. I did that this morning with the most beautiful tiger, and that's great. Don't go this year; they're all dead now. But go. <laughs> Next year, you should definitely have a look at that stuff because especially you feel super culture classy when you're walking through there. There's a dude playing a piano and flowers and bits. Does he take requests? He does. Where is it? Is it in the city? DJs. David Jones. Yeah, but like, no, but which one? The one with the fragrance at the bottom. In the the city, one closest like to the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. oh, to the me, there's only one. Sorry, there's not <laughs> a... You, oh, like, Eastern Suburbs. So I'm sorry. Don't mean Bondi <laughs> Junction. Not the Bondi Junction, David Jones. <laughs> the real one. I thought you meant, do you mean the Elizabeth Street or the Market Street, David Jones? You um, weren't even in the city. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, no, if it's not an Anzac Parade, I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a wall. <laughs> the West Tigers have continued their walk along the NRL tightrope. Well, you can take out the words West, uh, West Tigers and put any of the rugby league teams this weekend because every single game of finals was incredible mm-hmm. and tightrope-ish. Friday we had the Rooting Stars and the Bronx at the Foam Neck Brace. In fact, almost all the games this weekend were at the Foam Neck Brace and that one ended up 24-22. to 22. Incredible game. Either of you get to watch it? No, I didn't see that one. No. You, you watched some. Oh, like... I watched half maybe. Anyway, Roos's game of two halves. Roos is dominating the first half um, and then the Bronx dominated in the second half or slowly came back. Stats were exactly the same. The only difference was that Roosters had more line breaks, um, which was cancelled out by the Broncos having more offloads. Slow Roosters build in the first half um, because of their massive forward runs and huge um, defensive pressure without anywhere near as many penalties. Uh, And then the slow Broncos build came... Uh, in the second because they took heaps of chances off seven tackle sets that the Roosters kept giving them. And the greatest thing that happened in the second half was Blake Ferguson's massive oh. fuck-up where <laughs> they, were, they were kicking the ball out and instead of – well, he was trying to prevent a 40-20 where the, where the Roosters would get – sorry, the Broncos would get the ball back in a great spot. But he threw the ball back, which meant that the Broncos ran and picked it up and the score was nobody there and everyone was laughing at that testicle <laughs> head and it was great. Stupid sex offender, that's what you get. Uh, unfortunately, though, unfortunately, though, Latrell Mitchell, who, Mitr- mm, Latrell Mitchell, who has an incredibly millennial name, uh, had an excellent centres run just in the last um, few minutes and scored for the Rooting Stars. That uh, was a pretty amazing try. The build-up 
10 metres out. Yeah. They make their way all the way up to the 30 before he. Inglis esque. Um, palms off. Who was that? I don't know. Well, he's probably still um, got uh, rib damage from that. Yeah. Palm in he the got chest. hammered. But yeah, that was pretty good. Benji had an opportunity as well late in the game where he'd finally got the outside of his player, the three on two, and he kicked and it didn't work, which was a shame because I would have loved to have seen Benji succeed. Uh, some things that I read Boomsy, a friend of the post at Boomsy8. At Sports BFFs, one of the highlights of the NRL finals so far has been, and he at Fergie Ferg, actually told the player himself, <laughs> at Fergie getting hit in his testicle like head. <laughs> Good job, Boom. He probably reads that all the time, mate. <laughs> and then uh, the Chicken Palmer, I'd written to him saying, What a game! I know, first half I wasn't impressed, expected a drubbing, but when Robert scored, I thought it was only a matter of playing better in the second half. Was excited, but God, I can't take these final losses. Buddy, you've got an extra life, so you're going to be fun. Is that all he wrote? That's all. Wow. <laughs> he's slowly. He's, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he's coming to a, a slow death, I think, with that book. Saturday, he's worried about, I think, what the inevitable ending is going to be. <laughs> Saturday, the Storms versus Paramatta Seals at the Muddy Yarra, one of the only games not played at um, the Foam Neck Brace. And the Storms ended up getting up 18 to 6. Another excellent game. And by this time, at the end of that game, I was thinking, if this is what the finals are, the grand final is going to be fucking unreal because both of these games are great. Uh, Melbourne dominated through kicking and D but couldn't convert them into points, particularly in the first 20 minutes. I think they're only up 4-0 or something like that. Para kept, uh, Parramatta kept coming through and eventually put on two tries. One of them, unfortunately, was from Mitchell Moses Brilliance. Now, for any of you playing at home, Mitchell Moses was a Tiger, tanked allegedly for a few games and we we moved him on and now he's playing for Parramatta Sala and he's in the finals, so... That's annoying that you can complain and you get one. Right, that ship of the right time. Mm. And it was even more upsetting. I was kind of hoping Parramatta do really well despite him playing really badly and everybody can be like, oh, Moses, you suck, but Parramatta keep going. Unfortunately, he did one of these incredible like new school Benji runs where he's running, dummies left, dummies right, and then while he's looking right, he kind of mm. makes the ball disappear and it turns up behind him in another player's hands yeah. and they score. Oh, it looked beautiful. It had come from anybody else. Uh Munster was also binned because he's a uh, for Melbourne because he, he's a classic Queensland douchebag who, <laughs> yeah. who wanted to get a penalty and then did another penalty. Parramatta completed at eighty seven percent, and they did that against easily the best team in the comp, who had more offloads and more line breaks, but still only won this game by a penalty. So that's incredible for Parramatta to do that against the Melbourne Storm, which is why after this, most of the Parramatta fans, even though they'd lost, were like. We've pretty much like mentally won. However, the Storms never looked rattled. They kept working until they eventually won. The Fox, Josh Adokar, who again is an ex-Tigers player, now playing for Melbourne, had an incredible game, runs incredible, one bad read in defence, but he did a chip and chase which set up Slater and his kick returns are incredible. He's, he's a legend. Essentially, if you're going to lose any game during the finals, the way that Parramatta has lost to Melbourne is the only possible way that you'd ever want to lose and so they're feeling great, the fan base is feeling great, everything's looking good for them. And they can the other great thing is if they face them again in the grand final, Parramatta could easily go in now thinking, oh we'll win. We could win. <clears throat> Who are they playing next? They are playing I'm getting to <laughs> I can't remember what's on my head. Oh it's probably the Cowboys. Anyway, I don't know. I can't be hundred percent sure. Uh at Billy underscore buttons, who's a hilarious uh, Parramatta Twitter handle if you want to get around it. That hurt. Melbourne too disciplined. Parramatta just a little too many mistakes. Billy Slater is my most hated player ever. 
what a grub. And <laughs> at Ladies Who League, which is an incredible podcast specifically about uh, ladies' excellence in sport, this game proved Melbourne can be beaten. That's it. That's all she's <laughs> taken out of it. And <laughs> good on her. Later that night, anyone but Manly played the riff again at the foam neck brace, and that was 10-22. I was lucky enough to go to this game with K-Bay and Eka. And this is a game of the round you watched. Half of. Half of the other half of. <laughs> the score does not at all indicate how close this game was. This game was 10-10 for what felt like the entire time until the last few moments. Both had terrible fifth tackle options, so they they kind of cancelled each other out and it was still great. The game, though, had 24 errors combined, um, which combined with poor ending sets had gave it a kind of bizarre, shitty feel. Uh, K-Bay invited, got four tickets, invited me and two other blokes, <laughs> none of which were Manly fans, and so the entire <laughs> way there he was copping it. I mean, the guy have, cops it. starts to have friends when you're a Manly fan. <laughs> well, that's true. I don't think you can find anyone who would come. <laughs> And anyway, so he slowly copped it. And he went in with this ridiculous, as long as we're competing up until the 80th minute, I'm happy. No, you want to win. They they didn't compete up until the 80th minute. (laughs) Uh, The sad thing is that Manly, I thought, played better and should have won. The fact is that they really want to ref's fault this. Can you please please tell me he tweeted this? Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't didn't tweet ref's fault, but he did tweet. Um, Trent Barrett, their coach afterwards on a press conference, I want Tony Archer and the bunkers to go to the sheds and explain what happened to them because I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> he sounds like that. He's such a like laid, <laughs> laid back, miserable sock. Hey, uh, this is what you should tell them. Don't wait until the very last minute to do your homework and expect your parents to come and help you because if you are in a finals game and you want to win in the last final minute, then, of course, you're ripped with danger. Yeah. And if you're expecting someone to come and help you like the referees, you're an idiot. Also, don't position yourself where you need a ref. Don't position yourself where you're in an elimination final and you will lose. Tell them they're obviously on the right track. You need to continue effort and hard work and you'll continue to grow. This is your first year of refereeing, but you actually came out in a press conference and showed everyone you don't know what to tell them <laughs> by saying, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> I think you thought that was a really sensible way to try and make the coaches, uh, the referees feel stupid, but you looked ridiculous. <laughs> Tell them, whatever you do, don't blame others when you don't get success. <clears throat> <laughs> the Irish Tiger also wrote about this one, at the underscore Irish underscore Tiger. No thanks. No hilarious jokes about underscoring. Thank you. <laughs> Cleary's kicking game plus bunker bribes makes Panthers unstoppable. Uh, and he is a he is a lover of referees. So that's a weird thing for him to say. Uh, Shanta at Shanta eighty six, who is an excellent Panthers uh, account. If you want to get around, weird game. Penrith were certainly lucky, but the return of Dylan Edwards can't be understated. After weeks of me thinking Cardi was going going through the motions, he was unleashed here and came up with several big plays. Not hugely confident heading up to Brisbane, but Hook has a bizarrely good record against Wayne. At Mario Siegs, who is slowly becoming very good friends with Miguel Sanchez on uh, Twitter (laughs) through Bants, and he's a Manly fan, we can be pissed at refs or we can be pissed at Walker wasn't 30 centimetres back and Iwate failed to do a job at grounding a ball. Or we can just be proud of our team's effort this year and look forward to an even better year next year with young Lockyer in charge. 
What a much better um, outlook, yeah. Mario. Congratulations. And, of course, it can't be a manly game without K-Bay <laughs> and probably, <laughs> unfortunately, the last K-Bay thing of the year. Flapping in. Now we're just, <laughs> <laughs> now we're just losers like the rest of them. <laughs> yep. Join the downtrodden sad emoji face. All right. Get around at KB Eagle, what a legend. Anyway, and then today, <laughs> Sunday, uh, the fish and chips versus the cows at the foam neck brace. The only thing I've got in my notes here is so great. I mean, we are recording 10 or 15 minutes later because we were getting hammered by the extra time, extra time which wasn't Golden Point, no. which was a funny thing that quickly got shown to everyone. Uh, I mean, it felt exactly like the Manly and Penrith game except for better somehow. There was a huge amount of errors, huge amount of penalties, but both teams just seemed to be vibing it more. They both didn't look – they both looked like they should have won and both the Manly and Penrith mm. teams looked like they should have lost. Yeah. yeah. If they played in some weird alternate world where the Cows and uh, – if the four of them played each other, there was no way that the Cows and Sharks don't go in and win this. However, Picanti and I were sitting there just like counting down the seconds to the next important knock-on. Yeah. Where it was like it a, was like that. Yeah, it was like a great countdown to they three. They were running like a full 100 to, metres, get like two metres from the try line. Knock-on. Yeah, oh, I okay, was almost great. celebrating Yay. that more than trying to. Hey, scrum, <laughs> run it back. Oh, my God, Gal's going to score. I mean, Gal's going to knock on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very predictable. Yeah, but but that kind of made it enjoyable. Oh, yeah, it was like yeah. clockwork. Yeah. Clockwork. And they would do 100 metres. It felt like you were down one end yep. watching a knock-on and, and then you were down the other end watching a knock-on. Just as quick as before. In the most enjoyable possible way. I'm really not trying yeah, to be like Yeah, because it was like, like wow, fabulous line break. Wow, fabulous run. Yeah. Great offload. <gasps> fabulous knock-on. Yeah. Amazing. This is such great football. <laughs> what will they do with it? There enough errors in the Manly Panthers game, so they would just make out for it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah it just felt like what uh, you knew you were going to knock on. What excellent football could you do up until yeah. the knock-on? Fabulous sin bin. Had everything that yes. game. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love a good sin bin. I was oh. really waiting for a penalty try because there were so many bizarre rulings that we found in that there game. There was no 40-20, well. 20, unfortunately. Like, that would have made it and, and a penalty try. Chad yeah. Townsend was kicking out a lot, though. Was, yeah, he, yeah, he did too, I think, out on the floor. old school. Oh, no, you no, mean like just like looking for the touch? For the, t- mm. for the touch. They were dying with, I mean, the, the, both teams were out on their feet. They looked so exhausted. But uh, upset, that's five losing to eight. Mm. So that's on the table. So that's great. And everybody saw the cows just limping into this final and no way that they're going to do anything. And the fact that they've done this, super exciting. I'm now kind of on the cows. I feel like the cows, ever really? since we beat them in the 05 grand final, I've never hated them. Yeah. They, they, got, were, they were choking so hard at the last um, part of the last season. Last year, I know. So exciting. It's Can't one of those wait. frustrating ones where you wish that neither Manly or the Panthers were in. And it was cows and sharks instead. Yes, that's exactly what. Like it's, it's kind of frustrating because mm. watching, like having watched half of one game and a full of another game. Yeah, they just played way better. That's the great thing though about footy and mm. stupid finals. Yeah, uh, let's move on to the next bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that should be the next one. <laughs> I love sports. Yes, we do, Doctor. What's doing the apple? I mean, well, we'll talk about finals. You only really had good, one good one, the Apfel. Well, yes, that was going to be a point I was going to make. There was only yeah, one close game, but there was four amazing finals. I was thinking on the way over here that – do you remember that um, show with Bert Newton, Good Morning Australia? Yes. yes. That was a fucking great show. The best, the best co-host on that show was a big uh, guy called Big Kev. Oh, yeah? What was his favourite statement? He would say, uh, I'm bloody excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
Because <laughs> the swans. Because <laughs> the swans absolutely smashed Oof. the um, yes, bombers, mm. which I knew was going to happen. That's why it was my lock of the week, and we'll get there soon. But <laughs> Just want to say it as many times as I can before we get it. <clears throat> May ended up winning by 65 points wow. in a final, which mm. is unreal. And the contributors. Buddy Franklin top scored with four goals, but there were um, eight good goal um, contributors throughout the game, and that is pretty good in a game of AFL because you've got eighteen people in the park, and you need as many goal um, scorers as possible. Mm. And relying on one person like Buddy is has been a favour of um, Sydney for a long time, but um, it's looking good for the finals. We're going to play Geelong, who. Didn't play well at all on Thursday night against Richmond. Guess how many people were at um, the MCG on Thursday night to watch this game? 50,000. I don't know. That's a a great NRL crowd. 97,000 people turned up to the MCG to watch this game, which is a record for... Richmond hasn't made a final for a really long time. Is that right? Uh, Yes. Well, they haven't won a final since 2001. Wow. So they haven't... um, They've been in the finals a couple of times, like two or three times yeah. in that period, but they haven't won one since 2001. So they came out and absolutely um, pulled another one out of Geelong because no one gave them hope. They were oh, always, love that. And that's I was excited by that because now um, the Swans beat Geelong in the second last round of the season. So we it, that was at Geelong's home ground too. So mm. I'm just ready for another lock to come through with the Swans beating Geelong. <laughs> um, but... On Friday night, the Crows upset, well, didn't upset, they upset it from my point of view, the Giants. Um, the Giants just didn't look like they were um, going to do much. Mm. So they're going to face the West Coast Eagles um, at the Giants' home ground. But the West Coast Eagles pulled off a extra time win. Oh, um, is that the one against Port Power? Against Port Power last night. Right. Wow. Now, you were talking about five minutes, no golden time. Mm. You might remember back to the um, late 2009, I think it was 2009-ish, there was a drawn grand final oh, yeah. in the AFL where St Kilda and Collingwood drew at full time and they had to come back a week later and play it yeah. again. Watch the whole, the whole match. Yeah. The whole match again. Wow. And one because, of the teams got pumped, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. And then the next result was completely, it was oblivion for I think it was Collingwood one. Wow. Um, anyway, so they had five minutes each way of extra time and Port Power came out and were winning by 13 points in, Holy the, first, shit. in the first period um, of extra time. And then West Coast came back to win with a um, six-point goal on 20 seconds to go and that just changed the, wow. the whole tide of the game. And but they didn't stop the uh, – when the replay no, I was watching, they were supposed to stop the clock but they didn't and then the siren went. And- yeah, so – that wasn't. It, a, well, it didn't matter change, in the end. Change the result, mm. but you could hear the commentators worried about it. Like, talking Ooh. about a pressure kick because mm. if he missed that, obviously Port Power would have won. But yeah. so I was reading because I've never seen a extra time um, game in the AFL. But they would go. It would just keep going like that old. Remember there was that um, state of origin that just kept going and going and going and going mm-hmm. because there was no golden point. It was just oh, right. extra time. Oh. Just I think they went into, only went into 100 minutes, about 105 minutes. Oh, not of overtime, the whole game. The whole game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was AFL this week. It's bloody exciting for um, the 
And so Sydney plays Geelong. Sydney who, plays Geelong and, and then GWS, GWS play West Coast. And do you give either team – I mean, Sydney obviously give a, a good tick. Well, but West Coast have played a lot of finals football. Yeah. I would really want GWS to keep going, but the West Coast, I think, just have that ability to play in finals. Are GWS fizzing a bit? And they just yeah, they're kind of, of tapering off. They're kind of choking a bit. Um, but it's a bit like the Cowboys. The West Coast are a bit like Cowboys. Right. They play so much finals footy, they just know how to do it. So yeah. that's why I'd put my money on them. And Picanti, who is your sports best friend? Um, my sports best friend is the Rabbitohs. Oh, cute. Um, don't have a heap to say about the Rabbitohs. Great no. week this week. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we <laughs> did lose. lose so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. We didn't lose, um, but... What we did, what we did lose, we lost yeah, the coach. Lost the coach. Yeah, ah. lost. Yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, lost our coach. So after six seasons, but what I found interesting was that we re-signed him for three years, like yeah. less than twelve months ago, and then went into his board meeting and and sacked him. So I was yeah. a bit shocked. But as but, a coach, you don't really. That doesn't mean anything. Three years, what does that actually mean? Yeah. What well, yeah. means you get paid out? <laughs> yeah, it so, means he gets paid yeah. out for the next two years, which yeah. is good. But, um, yeah, interesting to see him go because I think everyone loved, like everyone at Souths loved Madge, obviously, mm. pulled us out of, what, 40, 43-year drought <laughs> yeah. in 2014, which was huge, and then Auckland Nines in 2015, which was also huge. Mm. But then it's just been downhill since then, I think. Like he did what he needed to do in the first three years and then the following three years after that was just, like it was like seventh, twelfth. Yeah. <laughs> was just downhill. Nothing was happening. So, yeah, he's gone, but they've replaced him already. Yeah, with yeah. the assistant coach. With the assistant coach. It sounded like a bit of succession going on. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a hierarchy. From what I read, he had no idea what was happening. He was he he was in a training session, like a preview session about what they thought had worked and what they're going to do this year, and then he had greeted a new player to the club and was talking about what's going to happen this year, this year. and then like three hours later he was in a meeting and was told yeah. and he kind of left going, what the shit? Yeah. yeah, and like Russell Crowe had just done like a tribute to him and was mm. saying like how amazing he was and how good he's been for the club and then it was like hours later or the <laughs> next day or something and he was mm. gone quite quickly. Um, so that will be interesting to see where he goes. There's like murmurings of Titans, Titans. Yeah, murmurings of is. Bulldogs if yeah. Des gets booted. Des is definitely. Here's some other inside mail. I've got a, we've got a colleague um, who is in the NRL coaching circle. He's just about to leave the club he's at now and he was putting resumes in. Mm. Um, he, it looks like a great place to go, South, because they have a new coach so they wanna, they'll want to clear everybody out and start yeah. fresh so it looks like a good place for him to go. But he also wanted to go, he was looking at what else could be good and he talked to someone at Canterbury and they said no one in Canterbury is signing contracts for the next three weeks, which means something's yeah, just right. about to happen yeah. in Canterbury and so Des can't sign anyone or anyone who's already working there can't re-sign. Yeah. And so that really looks like he's just about to go. I track. reckon he's about to go. So he could go there. I hope he doesn't. I don't think that's I'd a good I'd prefer him for to him. go to Titans yeah. and, yeah. like, pick them up from the bottom yeah. the same way he did with South. South, that's exactly right. pick them straight back up and I think he probably – Coaches differently to who's the other guy? Neil Henry. Yeah. Henry, and so also he'll be, be able to tell Hayne. Like if he turns up mm. and says Hayne's actually shit, yeah. they might listen because this would be yeah. The and he's coach. well, he's had a lot of big big nuts to crack. Yeah, yeah, and he's quite firm and strong. So hopefully, yeah. just go in there and like tame it, which would be really good. What do you think about the uh, the uh, fact that Roberta Farrar gets a whole bunch of coaches sacked at the t- Tigers, goes right? to South, and then does like, the same thing? Less than a year, the coach is gone. Yeah, right. 
No, I don't know how I feel about that because I don't really like <laughs> I don't really like Robbie Farris. So I'm not. I like Madge more than I like Robbie Farris. So I was a bit. Madge the week before even came out and said Robbie Farrell will definitely be with us in 2018, which was a weird thing even to do because he hadn't done yeah. it for any other player. And usually you just sign a contract. You don't just try verbally to appease tell him. People. But Farris is edging it out the door. <laughs> yeah. No, mate. Sorry, too late. Too little, too late. Bye. Maybe that's the new. I have the board's full support. It's yeah. just Robbie Farrell will be here next year as a way of saying I'm out. But there was right. talk about Dane Gagai's might have second thoughts. Mm. Because um, he was moving for Madge. He was coming to play with Madge and he wasn't sure news. about this um, <laughs> Seabold character. So I don't Damn. know if that's just the uh, media Well, like he, he would have worked with this Seabold character because yeah, this Seabold character. character was, who is this Seabold character? Well, I don't know who he is, but mm. well, I just know that he um, was assistant coach for the Queensland Maroons, team, yeah. yeah, this year. Mm. So he was sitting there scratching his beard and his tight shirt. He does a lot of gym hours, I tell you. He's a big fella. Is he? Yeah. Seabold guy. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, I read all these articles that were like, oh, well, you know, he coached the Maroons to victory. And I was like, well, what about all the other years that he wasn't coaching with and they were still winning? Yeah. It might yeah, have yeah. had, like, nothing to do with the- him. <laughs> yeah, so. Because he's anyway. a Queenslander. We'll see how that goes. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Patty, why are you still doing it? What's your wow moment for this week? Well... I had two. I had two it's wow up, moments. It's an upbeat thing. You're like wow. Oh yeah, wow! I had two wow <laughs> moments. My first wow moment was like a, like a oh wow, Madge. Yeah. <laughs> just changing it up a little bit. Yeah. Wow, Madge yeah. got fired. That's really right. like surprising to me. And the other one was wow. Wait. <laughs> no, I'm like, different. Wow. Me, 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 me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was. Wow. It was. <laughs> yeah, let me get my wow right. Wow, Manly lost right. when they smashed Panthers just the last week, week. Yes. Wow. And it was actually kind of an upbeat wow because I hate Manly. So it was like, <laughs> wow, Manly <laughs> lost. How unexpected. That's I look amazing. I checking the tips about that one because yeah. there was a wow moment there. Both it? of those wow <laughs> moments were sort of um, referenced and I sort of knew that they were going to be referenced. So my uh, my third wow moment <laughs> I'm just need You've up. been watching yeah, this moments too much. Yeah, I've been listening closely and I've heard that we're allowed to have more than one. Yeah, so, no, my, my third wow <laughs> moment was that my my roommate CB, her cousin, just got into the Pararoos and he has just flown off to Argentina Yay. to go and play in that tournament. So he is playing his first game in the Cerebral Palsy Pararoos team awesome. tomorrow against the USA. So that is my wow moment. Wow, good job. Wow. Good yeah. Doctor, what do you got? Well, I, Can can't you be, beat I can't be outdone by just having one wow moment. <laughs> Do you have four? <laughs> First wow moments, which I'll get. <laughs> which These is, are in alphabetical order this week. <laughs> this is a wow because Nathan Lyon <laughs> took the type of wow's going to be coming. <laughs> Thirteen wickets in the game. Oh yeah, and that's where I'm going for my interest. But there's. Um, 13 wickets in a game. There's 20 wickets to get for a team and yeah. he took 13 of them. Wow. I don't know if that's selfish or if that's <laughs> but Considering um, we also sucked in game one, he yeah. destroyed in game two. But the number of records he beats um, by doing that, it was it's insane and I'll talk about that later. But mm-hmm. that was my first wow moment. The <laughs> second one is the These extra, are all now time, impromptu. extra time <laughs> victory by West Coast, mm-hmm. just pulling it out of the bag. You would think going 13 points down, you would sort mm. of go, oh, oh, this game's over. Mm. But they didn't let it go. And then the third one, which is <laughs> <coughs> the biggest news, and that's why I think we're in a pickle factory, is because the announcement <laughs> of the newest pickle to the Fat Dave household oh, yeah. and mm. the Pauls, that is the greatest news I've heard all week. 
Yeah. So congratulations to both oh, of you. Good one. You won up me. <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> Sorry, so I didn't adjust the well for that. I even like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, mine is nowhere near as obvious as that, and I've only got one, but it's longer. So, it's kind of... <laughs> so Apple, Apple Watches in sport is now like a weird new thing. Gone possibly the days where coaches would send messages through like um, runners or trainers or through crazy like Mr. Burns style, if I tap my head three times, <laughs> you know the message is fake. <laughs> now we're doing Apple Watch shit. So this is from, and send to us by the biggest father, by the way. This is from New Daily, which I'm assuming is an online thing he reads because he reads everything. Boston Red Sox accused of cheating via Apple Watch. The Boston Red Sox have been accused of cheating in a series against the New York Yankees by using Apple Watches to steal pitch signs a Major League Baseball investigation has found. Major League Baseball Commissioner Bob Manfred confirmed that the ongoing investigation on Tuesday stating the Red Sox used electronic communications from the dugout to steal opponent's signs and relay them to the Boston players during games. It came after the Yankees field, fielded a complaint two weeks ago which included footage of the Red Sox dugout during a three-game series at Fenway Park last month. According to the Yankees, the video showed a Boston staff member looking at his Apple Watch and sending a message to players and allegedly warned them about the type of pitch they were about to face. Red Sox officials later confronted by league investigators admitted trainers had received pitch signals from video personnel and relayed them to players. So you're standing there and... Like when you're batting, your hands are kind of close to your face. And so then you get like a... <laughs> you quickly squeeze down. It says fastball inside. Yeah. You're swinging. Or, I mean, before you get to the last paragraph, I really thought... Red you sucks see, lose. You see, <laughs> what? <laughs> How did that guy get my number? I almost thought, like, we saw a guy in the dugout, like, on his phone, then he sent messages to all the players. Just like, dude, that's fucking porn. <laughs> that's just, like, 30-year-old dudes who are gross, like, emailing each other porn that I'm assuming happens in other workplaces outside the Brian factory because it doesn't happen in the Brian factory. <laughs> but if you ask... <laughs> I'll talk tap. to I'll talk tap. to Kaba and all those idiots. Their, their workplaces are dirty, <laughs> dirty porn sending places. Anyway, so I'd be presuming that the Red Sox are going. Fuck these three game series is go forever. What am I going to do? <laughs> Ladies with bats. You know, <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> then there it is on the fun. Anyway, if this is for reals, that's rad. This seems like a Disney movie where like a kid takes over the the managing <laughs> yeah. thing and he's just like, "How can I revolutionize the game?" I know. Yeah. Like Twitter. I love it. I hope it works. I hope they were found cheating. <laughs> because the other thing is, is it cheating? If you work out what the sign is and then tell your mate, "Hey, by the way, he's going to do a fastball." That isn't cheating. That's you can, yeah, breaking you just like the system. It. If you can decode what they're saying with all those touches, nods, shakes, yeah. eye twitches. Yeah. Good for you. I reckon that's a win. Yeah. So, yeah, good on you. And excellent ad for um, Apple Watches. Just adds another element to the game. Yeah. How, you now need to do it so fast that you beat Apple Watches. Yeah. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. I'm going to keep going with the uh, ridiculousness because Rugby Union is having as its own Super League implosion mm. at the moment. Uh, the Western Force plan to start a Rebel Rugby series to ignite an ARU conflict between the court... That's didn't. That's just backed up the cull of the poor old Western Force. This is from 
Fox Sports News. Bold plans by Western Force to hatch a rebel IPL of rugby series could ignite fresh conflict with the Australian Rugby Union over player contracts after a court decision has ratified the culling of the Western Force club. Billionaire mining magnate Andrew Twiggy Forrest, ugh, what a fucking wankery <laughs> nickname that is, sneered that the force no longer uh, need the ARU on its ha- heinous treatment, <laughs> I can read, heinous <laughs> treatment and would plot its own path to propose a six-team Indo-Pacific tournament. ARU chairman, chairman Cameron Klein and Wallabies coach Michael Chia, Chica. Chica. I hate that name too. Wisely oh, choose that. not to, yeah. Wisely choose not to debunk the competition concept on an emotional day when the New South Wales Supreme Court ruled that the force would be cut from the streamlined 15 club super rugby format next year. This is massive. Why would you want to play in a separate league? I know it's trying to create an undercurrent, but the whole reason you play rugby union is to get to the bet, get yeah. to the top, yeah. so you can play Bledisloe Cup, and that is run by the ARU. Mm. And if you're not playing for against, you're playing in the Pacific somewhere. There's no aspirations for that sort of. I guess job. what their hope is that the AOU. I mean, every time there's been some massive thing like this, there's been a huge, horrible year, and then there's been compromises, and everyone gets what they want. So I guess Twiggy's hoping that that happens, or the Western Force hopes that that happens, or at the very least, the AOU breaks up some kind of its control so that it does pick up players because they sign. If you want to play. Rugby union in Australia, you've got to sign with the Australian Rugby Union That's before. Correct, yeah. That's like in rugby league. If you wanted to play rugby league in Australia, you had to sign with the Kangaroos. And it just sounds like it's like the two thousands all over again. Like NRL yeah. breaking up and going to Super League and doing cray, all of cray. that stuff again. Like well, it's the NRL all over again. All the contracts. They've, yeah. So it's similar. It, it's similar, but the they the AOU I think also pay them. Yes, that's right. So anyway, so it's a whole shit fight. And this sounds horrible, but I really hope it rev- like it helps Rugby Union or kills Rugby Union. Something's got to change because something, Yeah, it can't stay the same. Yeah. So that's what I'm watching at the moment. Picants, what do you got? I am watching, well, I'm kind of really eagle-hawkly watching. Um, <laughs> Which is the point. <laughs> that's, awesome that's, that's a verb, right? Yeah, yeah eagle-hawkly. You just add an L-Y to anything and yeah. it just works. But um what, well, it's an ad. Yeah. Anyway. You're, adverbal, you're <laughs> adverbally creating everything. <laughs> it's a Sunday, like, to clock grammar. out. Um, yeah, never, never clock out of grammar. Yeah. Um, I'm watching crowd attendance at the moment, which is, like, not the funnest thing to watch, but I went down, like, a really deep, deep Wikipedia vortex right. on Friday night whilst I ate my burger by myself because I was reading about how the Matildas... Uh, set to break the New South Wales women's standalone crowd attendance well, like world well. record thing. Yeah, but guess how many people are going to their game? Mm. More than an NRL game? Guess. 17,000. Yeah, that is. And that is them, like, big headline news of the Matildas breaking the women's, like, standalone. Like, the only thing Where to beat it? that, That's um, it's at Pepper Stadium. Right. Which doesn't hold that many people to begin with, I think, because it's sellout. It's against Brazil, which is, I I, I totally understand that it's a friendly game, but it's also an international game. Mm. And the fact that it's breaking uh, like a record for New South Wales for women's sport just kind of like shocked, I think it just shocked me a little bit. That it was so low. That it was so low because then like I was even looking at their, like because they just won the, what's it called, the Tournament of Nations. They just won that against Brazil and only 11,000 people went to that. Yeah, the final. To the grand final that they actually won, which I think was actually in Brazil or, or the UK. Or, yeah, I don't, know, I don't think it was. Yeah, it wasn't in Australia, that's for sure. But 
Uh, I was just looking at other things like the NRL grand final last year was oh, like a sad 83,000. It still wasn't that much. But considering that it's, you know, you like seven. Fuck. Pardon? You sound like Hugo. Only 83,000. <laughs> well, it's not that exciting when like I think that like the AFL grand final got like 120. Yeah. Something thousand. They get, they get ninety-seven thousand on a Thursday night. Yeah, on a Thursday night, and that's what I'm looking at too. Because then I was looking at you know Socceroos versus Thailand, twenty-six thousand. Knights versus Sharks, twenty thousand. Yeah. Like they're still getting more than seventeen thousand, and this yeah. is like world record headline news for the Matildas. Yeah. And then looking at even like it was the women's AFL, like what was their first season earlier in the year, and their grand final scratched up fifteen thousand people. Mm. To their grand final, and it was this big news that the like the AFLW like grand final beat the men's AFL or just the like just AFL their round one attendance. And mm. I was like, is that news that like the women's grand final numbers beat the yeah. men's round one grand finals, and only by three thousand like three thousand people? Yeah, did they beat that? So I was just sort of looking at it like, I mean, obviously like it's women's sport and it's a whole different audience and market and they don't have as much funding and money yeah, and marketing. Yeah, but should it be? I mean, hopefully no, it gets to a point where it doesn't. I think it that's isn't got the most momentum. The yeah. Sport. I think, like, they're on a run Soccer. to something. And or, well, just across AFL. the board, like the just, women's big blash, I think, is going to have a yeah. massive supporting this yeah. season because they play it coincidingly. With and the, the other, other thing is, if you look at it optimistically, I mean, yeah. that, that record has to be broken yeah. on its way to becoming hmm. super popular. So hopefully it gets broken every year. And, I mean, when I was talking about it with my dad, he was like, well, you know, what do you want them to report that it's, like, really disappointing and sad? I mean, it's not the reporting part of it. Yeah, I just yeah. think that the fact that the world record is so low no, yeah. and that so few people are attending women's sport is yeah. – it just kind of shocked me, I think, especially looking at – yeah. Male sport. Mm. So I guess the other thing is it's soccer, so who gives a shit about what that looks like? It is like? soccer, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very true, very true. And unlike soccer, AFL is a terrible game to watch live. Uh, yeah. Sorry, to watch, on television, to watch on television, so you've got to go and do it live, yeah. which is why 90,000 people have to go on the freezing yeah. cold Melbourne to go and watch that thing we so they know the result. Because <laughs> cause if you watch it at home, it just looks like guys who can't pick something up run around for a real long time. Has anyone got a tissue? Go to <laughs> But, uh, yeah, anyway, so, but I, hopefully it does get there. Okay. I mean, I, I sound mad about it and I am kind of mad about it, but I'm also just watching it because it just is interesting. Yeah, that's I excellent. Think. Yes. And good on your Pepper Stadium because I, I reckon that would also be a like a Penrith Stadium initiative to try and encourage all sports and so yeah. that they would, yeah. yeah, anyway. What have you got, Big O? Well, I'm looking at Nathan Lyon and mm-hmm. Nathan Lyon for a – I'm a massive cra- uh, cricket tragic, but Nathan Lyon ever since – um, Shane Warne departed. Australia's been looking and looking and looking for it, someone who can be called the team spinner. And Nathan Lyon has sort of made his way into yeah. that, that realm now. But I just I just don't know how it's happened because he still doesn't bowl that consistently and he's mm. been dropped a few times and he's been picked up. But... When I was looking at his records. He gets dropped, though, because the coach looks at him and goes, dude, you're an 80-year-old man. What are you doing in here? Yeah. And then someone's like, no, that's that's the spinner. And like, oh, shit, get him back, get him back. <laughs> but I kind of like his personality, too, because he's a sort of, like, knock-around bloke that yeah. he doesn't give a shit if he gets not he gets um, uh, kicked out of a team. He's yeah. not a, he doesn't talk himself up. He just has a good jive and he, um, he bags himself out just as much as anyone else. And that's what I think sort of surprised me. Um, him becoming such a good spinner for Australia and the records that he's broken um, in Bangladesh in this two-game um, series, which we horrendously drew one all, mm. and that was partially to um, 
Nathan Warner and um, Nathan Lyon saving mm. of the series because it was looking like we might lose it. And Honeycombs, <clears throat> whatever that stupid guy's name is. Honeycombs. Oh, Hanscom. Hanscom, yeah. <laughs> it Hanscom. looks like Honeycombs every close. time I look at it. <laughs> so overall he took 22 wickets in these um, two games. So he um, is just missed the the world record of taking 23 wickets in a series, Oof. Um, in a two-game series. So that's pretty unreal. He has the best the best figures of 13 um, wickets for 154 runs. Um, this is in Bangladesh? In Bangladesh. Like, like all of these records are in the context of against... Yeah. Well, that's why they've put a lot of um, hype. They've said it's the work, like it's the um, crickets should be shaking in its boots because Nathan Lyon's bowling so well on the subcontinent. Oh, uh, right. But because Bangladesh have a similar wicket to India and Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so some of the other um, things he's broken, he beat Steve O'Keefe's recent um, 12-er in India, which is Steve O'Keefe is sort of like one of those backup bowlers. Um, but it hasn't been since... 1932. Holy shit! By Clary Grimmett, his best. Um, <laughs> Great old person name. His, Good his, on Clary. His best bowling performance is 14 for 199, Oof. which is unreal. Um, but he has taken the most wickets already this year, um, and there's that's 44 wickets. Wow! And we've we play a little bit of Test crickets over January. And I think we might play a test in February and then we start playing test cricket in October or now in September. Um, but the he's just starting to creep up. He's got, um, let's just say, he's got three consecutive fifers in the last couple of games. Holy shit. So taking five wickets is like scoring 100 um, yeah. as, a, as a batter. And so he's up into the high, into the, I think he's got about 400 wickets um, over a short, relatively short period of time. So Nathan Lyon, I think, is going to become a staple. Hope so. For the Australian summer against the English. And so, I love his personality that you described is the complete opposite of Warney's. So he's so. like humbled, laughing at himself, looks like an 80-year-old man, whereas Warney was constantly like dyeing his hair, making sure he looked as young as he could, telling everybody he was the Always greatest person the of news. all time. Yeah. He would flick off crowd members while he was on the thing. He was a complete opposite. Shagging so. as many women as he possibly could, <laughs> he drinking as much beer as he possibly Smashing could. Smashing snags and ladies. That's um, what he does. But there's also, because um, uh, Schmick Riviera is not here, I needed to let you know the good news that Arsenal actually won a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good job. Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also an Arsenal fan, but I, yeah. I let Mike take the take the. Maybe they um, listened to his the really shine. sad letter last week. Oh, maybe and that was it. Really yes. felt bad. <laughs> they were like, maybe he Damn. should write a letter. Maybe he should write a letter for Trent Barrett for the start of game one <laughs> yeah. next season. I don't know what to tell him. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but here it is anyway. Um, yeah. So he. Um, Who was it against? And what was the score? Oh, sorry, it's probably better we don't say. Okay, sorry. Because Bournemouth. Which is, oh, sorry. <laughs> which is like one of the lower-ranked teams. Yeah. Uh, but it was 3-0. That's good. So it looked um, fairly convincing. So, yes, Arsenal are sitting ninth, which is in the top half of the ladder. And also he'd also want me to mention, and I don't know why we're treating him so well because that guy can go fuck himself and, <laughs> and bury himself in the snow, but uh, Liverpool just got pumped 5-0 um, yes. to Man City. And so Reese Waldo on Twitter wrote so many things. He's a massive Liverpool fan and, my, and Miguel's been giving him some shit. 
Asked, uh, Miguel asked Waldo if he's still alive. So many things to be <laughs> angry about. A fucking incompetent display of refereeing, a dismal defence, lack of composure in front of the goal and we're still better than Arsenal. <laughs> oh, it's going right. to be a joy tomorrow. Well, yeah. That, yeah. The Brian factory is going to be going, cray cray. Ketchup. 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 I'm in way over my head. Time to decide. Yay. We're looking at tipping. Uh, we all tipped Melbourne? No, I went the Eels. All right, great. That, was a, that would have been a great victory if I um, pulled that off. We all tipped Sharks. <laughs> you all tipped the Riff. Yep. So Mike's up by one. And then we all tipped Broncos. Yeah, I think so. So Mike ends up winning that week by one. Do we have any idea how the rest of the scores are going? Uncle Tim's telling me no, very sadly. Uh, so Pretty this week winning. this week we have Melbourne, sorry, we have Parramatta playing the Cowboys. Para. What do you think? Para. Yeah, I also think Para, but I really hope it's a great game. Uh, and then we have the Riff playing the Bronx. The Riff. Yeah, Panthers. But I have like I'll a, take Broncos. This exact same face and response last week and the, <laughs> the Eagles lost. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I just keep watching Penrith and the shit and they somehow win. I mean, mine's more of a loyalty. Like I've just grown up having to hate the Broncos. Yeah. So because of just South yep. bullshit with my dad. So I've had to, <laughs> yeah, just, just forcefully had to hate them. So continuing that family tradition. Fair yeah. crack. Uh, we can't then look at the following week after that. But, no. I mean, do throw in quick grand final predictions. Who do you think will be in the GF? I can't even think of the sides of the draw because we cross over again and play. Yeah, I can tell side. you. Melbourne's going to play whoever wins out of the Bronx and the Riff. Well, you reckon the Riff. So the, the Melbourne's going to play the Riff yep. and and the Roosters will play, you think, Parramatta. I reckon the Riff Eels. <laughs> the Riff Eels. I love it. Kat, what do you think? who do you think is going to be in the grand final? I forget everything that you just said, but Good. just looking at the ladder, I really want it to be Storm Power. I Ooh, also predict. I yeah. also predict Storm Parramatta, and I, that'll Ooh. be absolute. Before you go on with that, we got to have the most important tipping: the Swans versus Geelong. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Swans versus Geelong. Who else is playing? I'll also tip Swans. Yeah. Who are you going for? I don't follow. Um, Swans. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and GW, GWS versus West Coast Eagles. I reckon GWS lose. The Eagles. The Eagles. I think mm-hmm. I'm going for GWS. Yep, they're looking good. Great. I wish for a turkey sandwich on rye bread with lettuce and mustard. And and I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself. And I don't want any other weird surprises. You got it. Uh, speaking of sandwich bets, oh. 50 uh, chicken nugget picante. Oh, straight on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, hi. We have resolved. How, how We've resolved this. It was supposed this. to it's... go on the 1st of September. It didn't happen. Lots of the crowd got angry. It was like a boxing bout that never happened. The crowd, yeah, the crowd got really angry, but mm. I, I think I had a very tumultuous week that week and mm. it was one of those, I think I was a bit sick. There was stuff going on. Yep. Well, if you're at home eating burgers and drinking bottles of wine, why wouldn't you do 50 nuggets? Yes, the reason I didn't do the <laughs> I have very good reasons. Um, I've told Big T numerous times um, I need a day's notice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had 
You had like three to, like, weeks. Fill my body of Remember when we put the bed on? my stomach way out. Remember uh, when we had the bed originally? You had like three weeks. Yeah, for the first, and then we never rescheduled. <laughs> yeah, right. And I had a pie for lunch okay. on Friday, and um, so, anyway. <laughs> so it was like it wouldn't have been like a fair yeah. standing. So we have rescheduled. We had. I'm going to come pick you up during. Yes. Uh, the Brian goes on holiday yes. soon, and then we will Tuesday. And then the Tuesday, I'm going to come pick you up. We're going to film the entire thing. There'll be a timer going so we can see it. <laughs> Time and, lapse video. And then of me just if and when you succeed. Uh, when? I, I just go straight into it straight afterwards as well. Yeah. Super excited. We're both going to be prepped, although you don't have to prep as much because you won't be eating any I've nuggets. I've been prepping well, since I mean, birth. you can eat. You can eat. <laughs> you, can still, right now. you can still eat the nuggets after I eat the nuggets. It just you won't yeah. win anything. Yeah. Yeah. So Other is, than the pride. This of, is a bit like um, we should get Boomsy back because it's like better than the Mayweather-McGregor uh, <laughs> fight. Mm. Um, so what, what's the training like? Oh, v- rigorous training. So I've already spoken about it. I am not eating McDonald's until the day. So you're not doing sixes? No. Nine. Because my theory is that by the time I get it, I'm going to want it so bad. Yeah. I'm going to be like eating so it. De- deprivation's yeah. your way. Yeah, I've taken advice from uh, family members and friends who want to <laughs> see me succeed. My father is telling me, yeah, I need to drink a lot of water the day before because apparently water doesn't fill you up but it stretches your stomach. All right. This is potentially a long-term yeah, right. ailment. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> concerned that I'm completely destroying my stomach but I think it will be fine. Then my main training... Things at the moment. Can I just say, don't watch Jamie Oliver because he yeah. does a great thing about chicken nuggets. Yeah, don't. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not going to be watching any documentaries on processed meat. I'm not going to be looking up the side effects of eating a kilo of processed Halluc- meat. Hallucinations. Yeah. Can <laughs> uh, <laughs> I stop you? Now, speaking of me winning sandwich bets, I had one with uh, Waz, and we can't go an episode without smashing Waz. I had, <laughs> I had a sandwich bet with Waz that the Patriots. He reckoned the Patriots wouldn't lose a game the entire year. He even went when we made a mistake about when we made a mistake about the number of them because I, I was saying that I thought it was eighteen. Miguel was saying he thinks it's nineteen, and then we worked out it was actually sixteen. And fucking Waz still went. I'll take nineteen. I'll take the entire finals. They won't lose a game from now to the Super Bowl. Oh, great. He didn't really he didn't good. Finish that tweet before he um, and then yeah. And then the Chiefs game one pumped his stupid shitty team, and so you already lost. And just as I was tweeting him about that, how much he sucks, the other sandwich bet I had was that GWS would not beat the Crows. And so I was, I'm just getting hand over fist yeah, with sandwiches from him over here. I a sandwich for that. But can I just say that all great teams can lose the first six games and come through and win the grand final? That's the Swans, though. That's right. So, oh, so don't worry about the do table. the same. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't actually think you can in the NFL. They only have 16 games. So to lose six, you're, you're fucked. All right. Uh, however, I really don't know. Um, so I'm I'm loving life. Have you got any sandwich bets that you want to make? No sandwiches for me this week. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of other extracurricular sandwich bets on the run, <laughs> so <laughs> can't can't do it. Can I do one that the eels beat the cows? Eels beat the cows because you've tipped cows. Oh, I've tipped eels. Oh, what was the preliminary one? Oh no, can we I say that? Can cows. I say that? Sorry, can I say the Broncos beat the Riff? Whoever's playing the Penrith because you love Penrith so much. <laughs> um, Put your sandwich where your mouth is. Broncos. Put my sandwich where my mouth is. No, put your sandwich where my mouth is. Oh, don't put anything in your mouth near me. How many, how many sandwiches do we owe each other at this stage? Oh, we might We're up to 15 each. We might spend a lot of time together in these um, pickle break holidays. Yeah. Um, We're back right. down to zero. We're well, back to zero, are we? Yeah. Oh, we have to pay them out, though. Okay, All whatever. Right. Yep. Okay. Right. We're shaking hands. Uh, let's go to this bit. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's luck. 
got a week. Have your or yours went well, Doctor? They just coming up, coming up, Millhouse. Finally found your locksmith and it's working. Yep. And Miguel did Arsenal, so he finally got one. That might be his first. Did he go for Arsenal? I oh, probably didn't actually. Probably did. I think he pulled the pin Penrith because they were so shit. I think he picked. <laughs> I, he picked something weird. Uh, I had the Socceroos, which although they didn't win by enough goals, did win. So my incredible fortress of solitude continues. What, have you got a lock for us? Yes. Picanti? Great. I do. So You look worried like this is a wow moment. No, because my, my dad keeps telling me <laughs> that. One well, because I have said to you in the past, locks aren't hard. Surely, like, oh, five yeah. in a row is really stupid. I could surely do 20 in a row. Mm. My oh, lock really? of the week is the badminton GP Vietnam Open. Yes. <laughs> Ayaka Takahashi. Is this legitimate? Yes. Trang. That's, yes. Ayaka Takahashi to win. <laughs> it's a dollar. It's a dollar seven to seven dollars fifty. Yes. So really? I'm feeling confident. And you took the seven dollars fifty. Wow, no. that's crazy. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> so yep, that's Takahashi to win. Great. Wow, great yeah. job. When mm. does that play? It's already played. Very soon. 1986. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> and Takahashi won. Yep, soon enough for me to make a bet on a, on the TAB website. So you're doing so. twenty in a row though. <laughs> I could do 20 in a row, yes. All on Takahashi? Well, <laughs> we're now on, you're now on Twitter, so just tweet <laughs> I'll t- uh, yeah. uh, the bookies, yes. your next tw- your next 19 after this one. Yeah. Sure. Has anyone follow. sandwiched with me or am I just doing this for like Ooh. shits and gigs? No, I don't know. You're do still, you do it, producer. Get involved. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey. Uncle Tim. <laughs> done. Uncle Tim doesn't Shaking reckon hands. that Bacanti can get 20 done. I like it. Oh, he's so oh, confident. Yeah. <laughs> And to be honest, this looked at Uncle Tim's giving. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Tim's giving Picante the same look everybody else gave her when she said, "I can eat fifty chicken nuggets." So so she's used to this disbelief. And I still took the bet. Yeah, and she still hasn't lost. To be fair, yeah. (laughs) Who have you got for you like this week, Doctor? It'll be the Swans going down to the MCG. I think they're going to try and cram one hundred and twenty thousand in. Because it's going to be such a good game. Because <laughs> no, that many people won't be able to want to watch it at home. Yeah. Um, no comment. Great. And, <laughs> and my luck of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers will beat the Cleveland Browns early tomorrow morning. And like a premiership drought breaking loved South coach, we are done. I'd just like to say thank you. To oh, I didn't do the thank yous. <laughs> Holy shit. Happy oh, no. It's been no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, brah. <laughs> Seamless. Seam. No one noticed. <laughs> Nobody noticed that I completely fucked that up. Uh, has anybody got any thank yous? Uh, I'll just start again, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean start was, again? No, I was going to say thank you to Pat Picanti because I've missed um, Big T's interpretation of your tweets on um, being read out, but having you here to Hi. share your um, not south losing. <laughs> exactly, for once. It's like um, pillows on my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't hear? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of both. <laughs> thank, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and Picanza, have Yeah, you I one? would like to thank the Panthers for beating Manly. <laughs> Can you say thank you in um, your voice that you give Pat Picanza? Uh, I don't remember what it is. Anyway, I was also just a thinking. Slightly nicer, more sophisticated version of his voice. <laughs> I, um, I also had thank yous. 
I can't now find them. One of them was to Pat Picanti for your every single week sending us stuff in and being one of the best listeners and then also now coming in and doing an excellent job here. And the other one was, yes, to all the referees this week who have sin bin people. Yes. <laughs> when you do a stupid penalty after a penalty, you should go to the bin. And I loved it in the finals. They're still ballsy enough to do that. Oh, also I did want to thank you guys for having me as well. Mine was just so short. I just wanted to make mine short, but thank you guys for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Come back anytime you'd like. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> like the premiership reading drought of a beloved South coach, <laughs> we are done. Right? You go, yeah, we're done. Okay, good. Missing us already? Then get involved with us through socials. You can find the doctor on Twitter at? At the P doctor. Or Picanti at? Oh. Oh, what is it? Oh, at Pat Picante. <laughs> yeah, and me at The Biggest Tiger. You can find the pace of the pod on Facey and give us a share and a review via at Sports BFS. You can also find the pod on Insta and Twitter through Sports BFS, BFS, and we encourage questions, comments, and, of course, bants. Russell, we're looking at you. Please don't forget <laughs> to dis- to subscribe and review us on iTunes as the Apple robots love that shit. And with that, please tune in next week to find out from the doctor how Sydney are doing an embarrassing Melbourneites are the only thing they care about more than the exact temperature of their lattes. <laughs> from Miguel telling us about his imaginary friends that ski with him and admit that they're only real, they're just snowmen that he builds. <laughs> and from me explaining in nauseating detail how the West Tigers can still win the NRL, or can win the NRL Premiership in 2018. Talk to you then, sports best friends. 